In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. So in today's gospel reading, Jesus heals a paralytic, a paralyzed man. And again this summer, we see that behind Jesus' extraordinary miracles, there's usually an everyday miracle at work, which once you reveal it, can be a great blessing for us all in the here and now. And the ordinary miracle behind the extraordinary miracle of healing today is the miracle of friendship. Spiritual friendship, that blessing. Let me remind you of what happened in the story if you didn't hear this morning. So rumors are circulating around Galilee that this man, Jesus, uh, is great or he's horrible, positive and negative. Some are saying this Jesus of Nazareth has special powers to preach and to heal. And then others are saying he's a blasphemer and he's a threat and he's a fraud. Apparently, five faithful men believed Jesus was who he says he was, and not only believed, but they acted out of love for a friend. They decided to literally carry their paralyzed friend for who knows how long and how far to see Jesus. And then, after that, when they got there, where Jesus was teaching, so many people were gathered around him, they couldn't even get near him. But what did they do? They broke through the roof and they dropped their friend right in front of Jesus. Jesus is amazed at their faith and, he, and their love and he heals the man and this man walks home on his own legs. Imagine their conversation on the way home. Imagine seeing this with your own eyes. Well, though we don't witness this miracle with our own eyes, we actually have a miracle, that miracle behind the miracle, which we can see now, the blessing of friendship, which Jesus harnesses, I would say, to do his healing. And it's good to reflect on friendship here today in this place because friendship, I think, is a bit endangered in our society, and St. Hoggold can play a key role in cultivating our spiritual friendships between each other before God. So let's start with a quick reflection on the unique spiritual power of friendship. I titled this sermon from a William Blake quote, and he said, the bird a nest, the spider a web, man friendship. The bird a nest, the spider a web, man friendship, meaning friendship is basic to humans. It's unique to humans and it's necessary. And the need for friendship is very interesting. It was there from the very beginning, even before the fall. Now remember that a whole bunch of our needs came into the world because of the fall and sin in chapter three of Genesis. Hunger, guilt, shame, despair. But back in chapter two, before the fall, there was only one thing missing, and it wasn't out of lack, it was out of abundance. Remember, God made everything and made us and placed us in paradise and called it all good, but what was the one thing that God said was not good before the fall? It is not good for Adam, for man, to be alone. So even though in paradise, lacking nothing, Adam's life was incomplete until he could share paradise with another. So friendship 
relationships are baked into our DNA, and that's because they're baked in that's because they're baked into God as well. Remember, we're made in his image, and God in himself is three: relational, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, intimate spiritual friends. Now, it seems to me that up until our modern age, I'm not sure if people needed reminding that friendship was among the highest blessings of life. But somehow today, it might be that we're losing this wisdom. And I'm just picking one statistic out of very many, but apparently one in five men today admit that they don't have a single close friend. One in five. And that's five times as much as 30 years ago. So something is happening. And there's lots of reasons for it. We work too much and don't have times for friends. We move around too much and never uh, keep the friends that we do have. And most of all, I think we've forgotten the powerful mystery of friendship, that it never works if you try to directly find a friend or to use them for something else, like a job or wealth or pleasure. It seems that good friends come as a gift after sharing a great passion after sharing great values, and most often after sharing great trials, which bond you side by side so you can face the joys and trials of life. And I have to imagine that this is what happened with the paralytic. These guys must have been very, very close to have carried their friend through fields and trails and breaking through the ceiling of a house and lowering them down to Jesus. Did these guys fight in a war together? Is that how he became paralyzed and how they bonded so closely? Maybe they worked the same farm since they were young, and one day he fell off his horse and was paralyzed. I don't know, but I know that facing shared trials bonds us together like nothing else. And pause and think about some of your best friends and what you've been through. For me, my, my greatest trials as well as greatest blessings, it turned out, were in college and then in my years in Armenia. And no surprise, my best friends are from college and from my time in Armenia. Now, as with anything, we have to look to Jesus as the greatest inspiration example of friendship. We said that shared trials bond us like nothing else. Well, Jesus faced the hardest trials of life. Poverty, betrayal, despair, even death. But somehow, he was still able to share these with his friends. Jesus was able to stay open and connected to them, and I can't believe he could do this, even as they doubted and misunderstood him, and most of the time were part of his problem. Somehow, his love was greater than all this, even greater than death itself. Greater love hath no man than this, said Jesus that he laid down his life for his friends. Jesus said this, but importantly, he did this. And he redeemed this spiritual blessing of friendship from this kiss of betrayal of Judas to a kiss of eternal love for all of us. And so this selfless love for a friend, it seems to me, is the miraculous love which propelled these four friends to seek Jesus and it's the love which Jesus uses to heal us then and now. It's somehow we're made from the beginning in a way that together we can endure the worst trials of life, paralysis, sickness, even death, where alone we fall apart. We would all do well to rediscover this great spiritual power of friendship today when it's diminished 
by lesser pursuits in our lives. So let's make time to nurture the friendships we do have and remain always open to the friends God would put in our way, of course, not for what they can do for us, but for who they are. And let us do so especially in this blessed place, St. Hagop Armenian Church, which I am convinced God has used to gather people from here and from there and to miraculously bond us together through shared trials and joys and a common purpose, where we spend time with our greatest spiritual friend, Jesus Christ, and we carry forth a fellowship of Armenian church faithful by a bond which endures now and always and unto the ages.